this morning. Uh, there is particular significance here for all of us right here gathered at the local congregation uh, in the city of Pittsburgh. The fourth commandment has historical uh, realities for our region. Little did you know how significant the fourth commandment has really shaped church life right here in the city of Pittsburgh. If I could read for you a historical account from 1808. The Sabbath controversy began at a postal distribution center in western Pennsylvania, when in 1808 the postmaster chose to honor the regulations of his official superiors over those of his church. Postmaster was Keith Wyland and the town of Washington, a bustling county seat in the far western corner of the state. As an elder in his local Presbyterian church, Wiley had an obligation to his congregation to honor the fourth commandment by refraining from any unnecessary labor on the Sabbath. Yet as a postmaster, he was required by Postmaster General Gideon Granger to sort the mail every day that it arrived. Since the mail arrived in Washington on the Sabbath, this meant that Wiley had no choice but to sort the mail on this day. That it might be sent along without delay to his congregation. <coughs> Wiley had by 1808 grown accustomed to opening the office on that day to public at large as well. When one of the townspeople complained to Granger about this practice, Granger stood firm. I cannot think that the work that the General Post Office required Wiley to perform was, quote, immoral or, or bad will against heaven. Granger did this. That if Washington's postal patrons did not mind the delay, the Pittsburgh Postmaster could hold their mail until the next post day, in which the Washington Post Office need not be opened on Saturday. But Granger strongly advised against such a course. Given the imminent prospects of a second war with Great Britain, he reminded Wiley it becomes the duty of all of us to rally and stand at our posts. Grudgingly, Wiley complied with Granger's directive. Determined to assist his country in its moment of peril, eager to please the many postal patrons who came to town on the Sabbath to attend church, and unwilling to risk an income that may well have totaled as much as a thousand dollars a year. Before long, the propriety of Wiley's conduct raised questions among his fellow townspeople. Was it compatible to someone with his profession as a Presbyterian? Or for that matter, with his position as an elder within the church. By 1808, the issue seemed to have come to a To settle the issue of the fourth commandment, the local church leaders turned the question over to the Presbyterian's juridical hierarchy. When it eventually found its way to the Pittsburgh Synod in October 1809, the Synod rendered its verdict. After maturely considering Wiley's case, the Synod decreed. That until existing circumstances, or rather under existing circumstances, Wiley should be excluded from the special privileges of the church, barred from communion. Outraged by the censure, Wiley appealed his case to the Presbyterian General Assembly above the Pittsburgh Synod, which then turned and backed the Pittsburgh Synod and expelled Wiley from the church. General Assembly concluded, We are to render to Caesar 
things which are Caesar's, but must at every hazard render up God things which are not possible. Now, as we read that, there are some on vacation this morning. I trust they're in the Lord's house, wherever they be located. We won't be excommunicating them. I think we have Lord's Supper this week. We won't deny them. We have truly come a long way from the severity of 1808. We understand theologically of the distinction between the state and the church. Come a long ways, even within our understanding of the application of the law to the life of the Christian. Yet, as is typical when we consider each of the commandments nearly, we tend to be here, and as with other theological things, this is just as I mentioned before, the DNA of the church, we swoosh way over here. So it is that if we were to update today's language regarding the Sabbath, it would go like this. Quote, the day of the mitzvah. Sabbath is here. We're missing, of course, the two all beef patties. But we've made up for it with more special sauce. Lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions. Served up on any bun you want. The day of the Sabbath. That is, our worship is customized now. Services are quick, easy, convenient, user-friendly, best of all. No sacrifice required in the age of a big sacrifice. It is here, if you consider each one of the commandments, it is perhaps at this moment within Christ's church where the rubber meets the road of the role of the Ten Commandments in the life as guidance to the people of God in the New Testament church. This fourth commandment is always, will always be, has always been, within Christ's church. Because before I place the weight of the Sabbath commandment upon all of us, there might be a question. Do we not honor the Lord's command? Christ in his own ministry, within his Gospels, particularly maybe we think of the discussion within Matthew, where we hear our Lord say, Sabbath is made for man, not man, for the Sabbath. Before we get carried away by applying the Sabbath record, all of us know Remember, it was made for us. And we were scurrying very quickly over to recognizing that it is indeed, by God's grace, concerned with man's needs. You saw all the men listed in the commandment earlier, which read, right? Not just the homeowner, not just the landowner, it was everybody gets rest. Everyone. Your oxen, your cattle, creation at large, take a deep breath. You look at even the sojourner. Within your midst, give up a break. The slave owner, the slave worker, everybody gets a break. So we see, in the Sabbath, is designed for man, for his good. Yet, we have in the era of the mixed Sabbath, see that it isn't for us, it is about us. Everybody's working. For the weekend, that's our trajectory. That that is about us. Yes, we have 
distorted it, It's about God. Whether, you, whether you're over here in Exodus or you're over here in Revelation, all three different history places in the story, it is about God. That it's not just working for the weekend so that I can go get the doorbuster deals, camp with my kids. Sabbath is for you in your reflections about God. So it is when we gather, it isn't when we look at the Sabbath, it isn't a realistic observation of the day. So someone say, yeah, don't be careful. Don't prize one day over another. Isn't that what we hear at all? Don't let somebody force you into a single day that rises above another day. Don't let them do it. That's not even what we're doing, though. Recognizing it isn't about the day. It's about the reward of that's strictly about these eight hours have to be done this way. But you, there must be houses set aside to honor the Lord of that Sabbath that He's provided. Thus we keep balance, observe it, and observe it rightly. I will consider our careful reading of Exodus 20, verse 8 to 11. If I could read the text for you yet again, as has been read for you, once again, drawing your minds to the text, if you would with me be a careful reader, I think we'll be able to open up this text and rightly apply it to our lives as God's people. Careful, considerate reading of the Beginning in verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, as in honor of the Lord your God, on it you shall not do any work. Do any work. son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, or your livestock. Or the For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth to seek and all that is in the and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. If we consider what is the Sabbath, because we would agree together, I think we all last night, I think most of us anyway, agreed on the principle of Sabbath. We all we all recognize, I think we all agree this morning, where we come down on the application of the Sabbath or not, by the end of this time, we might not agree. Seeking to persuade. But we might not. So far, let's start where we do agree, for sure. And that is the need for us as creatures to experience this. We agree on that. We all agreed on it last night, sometime, some of us earlier, and some of us later, but we all agreed at some point we need some rest. So Christ Church recognizes that. The issue is, however, on what day must we rest? Is it a full day in terms of being just a couple of hours? So the question really is, what is Sabbath? That is not what is rest, or do we rest, but what is Sabbath? 
Many people deny the application of the commandments to Christ's church of the New Testament. Why? Because it clearly is the Sabbath. The fourth commandment need not apply. Because clearly it isn't the seventh day of the week that the Christian church can apply. Case closed. So, walk away from the law. It is over. It can't be applied. Otherwise, not be true. You think in your mind, I've never really that interacted with But can you think in your mind who that is that would come along and say, indeed, it is an observance of the Sabbath, the day that you fall my law?
so far we're stepping out and saying consider the large denominator in sad proportion. Indeed, in this commandment, it is set upon a creation standard. One day, two day, three day, four day, Sabbath. Seventh day is designated as Sabbath day, but they proportional. So it's recognized in the positive law the day can actually change without violating the moral character of the law itself. And this is how I argue we will see it in the change. We're seeing it right now at 11.15 on Sunday. We're seeing it has been changed. The moral fact Consider this text from Exodus 31. Obviously, you don't have to look it up. Exodus 31 16. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant for how long? For the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever. Why?
See, it's now about us. It is by grace for us. And it's about God. You shall remember. I gave you Sabbath. I gave you Sabbath to Why? 
don't let anyone force you to submit to these Old Testament ordinances and laws. Why? Because they belong to shadows. The substance has come. What he's saying is that, indeed, you are observing the Sabbath in exchange of the glory of Christ. Not appropriate in the present sentence. You're honoring the shepherd in the substance of his home. This is the issue of the Sabbath. You will observe it. It's an Old Testament distinction. We will be just as God commanded, unaltered, and we will observe Sabbath exactly the way that it was stated in Moses. Jesus is over here. This is not only are we going to live like this, not see him, not see his substance, not see his glory, not see his work. We're going to live like this. And, not only us, but all of you. We're all going to live like this. Paul's saying, don't let anyone force you to live <coughs> the law. It belongs to you. Shadows. Your covenant. Lord, the new covenant is here. Christ has died in the ways. It isn't to away in any way with the same proportion of all the people of God to gather in rest and worship. It just puts it squarely in the new covenant context. It must be to celebrate It must be unto his glory. It must be the thing of his name. It cannot be. No! Exclusion of the substance lets honor all the shadows. That's what Paul is forgetting. Not the idea or the moral man of rest and worship. But those who say we need this, this alone. We don't have this, nothing. He says, let no one speak to you that way. Everything in substance belongs to us. So our rest and our worship is square Christ. But it isn't no more rest and no more worship because Christ is the That isn't the argument at all. It must be rest and worship in the name of Christ and Christ and Christ. Indeed, the portion is the command of the old covenant. The portion is the command of the new covenant. And there's still remains in the old so under the old covenant, there is an order, six days and then Sabbath. Built on what two things did I say? Creation and redemption. So too, does the new covenant have order? Creation and redemption. But this creation is ordered after a new creation. And New creation, in other words, the Lord's name now. What I mean is the resurrection now is the sentence of the Christian after. It is rightly to be called now, in light of the resurrection, the Lord's name. Now, this is where we're speaking, the Sabbath. Order in the old. It's the Lord's name, order after the new creation. 
and it's still We consider that in the old covenant it is establishing the creation of the world. So how about people gather in the new creation? As it is establishing the world who has So now we call it the Lord's Day. I think here semantically we could call it Sabbath. We could call it the Lord's Day. Sunday. That seems fair. We have three options. Because again, beyond this singular language, we have the proportion that are also restoration. So what does being sad for us look like for new covenant? What does it look like for you and I right here in the Christian church? What is it biblically to look like? Consider this text with me just for a moment. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, if you wish to jot this down. So then, this is as the apostle writes to the church. He says, So then, there remains a Sabbath rest to the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested. From his works, as God did from us. So, as a Christian, now you're hearing the New Testament speak to you that a Sabbath remains for you. It remains for me. And tied to it is still this proportionate man of resting from the works. I have three things I want to put together for us together as a new covenant community. What does Sabbath rest look like for the people of God? The new covenant. Number one, I want us to notice about Sabbath in the new covenant that Sabbath rest is pure dust. Sabbath rest is pure dust. Let me read that to the just briefly one more time. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Sabbath rest is the apostle. That is the language here in the New Covenant. That Sabbath rest now means for the people of God resting in Christ and resting from our way of the same Like the old I believe this is what we want to meditate on in the rest of the Proportionally, we are to be people that are on the cross, resting that's what he said. So then there remains a Sabbath for the people of God. Whoever has entered God's rest, whoever has, your confession is one. A Christian, whoever has entered God's rest, has also rested from his works, as God did from his Sabbath. Justification by 
celebrated the covenant this morning, or the baptism this morning, they declared righteousness is pouring through us, is imputed to our account. This brings Sabbath rest. What does it remind us this morning as we meditate on Sabbath as justification by faith alone, are resting from our works as God did for His? It is we are not our own. The same proportion, old and new covenants, are you celebrating and resting and worshiping the reality of knowing you are not the one Lest you confuse your own heart and soul and think you are, and you can work in charge of the hand of what you are. The Sabbath rest is not. Anyone who has entered that has as God has this Sabbath is the body of the Lord. this morning in the portion and portion of the Lord of the Sabbath. One author makes this striking remark. We see this together. He says, The change regarding Old Covenant and New Covenant Sabbath coming together for the people of God, the change not only bore witness to the resurrection, but it emphasized the difference between Christian Sunday and Jewish Sabbath. The Jewish Sabbath came at the end of six days and spoke of a rest that is to come. The Christian Sunday comes at the beginning of the week, symbolizing the rest of Jesus as one. Who does he trust in? Looking through the shadows of the titans, to a prophet who will come, to a king who will arise, to a priest who will return. And we are reminded indeed of our redemption, same as our old covenant saints before us. I brought you out. This is what you are meditating upon. When it is squarely in your covenant covenants. We don't remember when we were under the Egyptians. We remember that we were the worst again in our trespasses. This is what we must remember. This is why we. Second portion there, second thing regarding new covenant Sabbath, what does it look like? But that the Sabbath rest of the new covenant is a command of guidance. And this is kind of how we handle uh, this law gospel conversation. Remember, uh, a law is driving us to the gospel. So again, it's Paul says it is a mirror in the language that it reveals to me a knowledge of my own sinfulness. This is what the law does to me. And as it does so, I plead to the gospel. And then as I flee to the gospel, as we hear Sabbath friends offer in the name of Christ alone. We hear that. We hear the God of faith and the gospel. 
this is what I have done for you. This is who I am for you. This is who you could never be, and yet I am imputing it to your account. We hear divine favor in the gospel, and then the gospel says, Great, live lawlessly. No. The gospel then drives us back to the law to require. What is it? This is new covenant guidance from the Sabbath commandment. God's command for us to prove the busyness and idolatry that play our lives. Put it away. Set aside. But I pray. Put it away. I don't even think anybody really cares about it. I'm sorry. I don't think anybody really cares about it. But I did see the icons. So, at any rate, you get the idea. Put it away. Proportionate continues to be one of Put Third and final element of New Covenant Sabbath, what does the law command that 
I might live by it, that I might observe the Sabbath, the fortunate commandment for me as a child of God to gather with the children of God and offer reasonable service and worship. What is it but the Sabbath resting in the covenant? It's not the end of my This isn't like I asked an idea. Maybe I'll put down the business and I'll do it. That's pretty good. Let's do that. It's women, women. We use heroes. We're not in charge of this He is born of the sun. It's not her idea. It's a command. We are not our own. Thank you. 
two of you forget by Saturday. That's why we get Sunday. Forget. His word is light. Father, I thank you for all the time to be together around the word. I pray you will strengthen us as a people, all out by grace. May hold up by Jesus Christ, transformed by your spirit, and still walking in the obedience of you, God, and your soul. Thanks for the group of my heart, thanks for our lives.